Well, hello there. This is Jim Harrington, and this is... Bill Knight. And we are Another Day. Well, actually, it's yes. Another Day. I should be more specific. I just saw this on uh, my timeline right here. You did? Apparently, uh, Sidney Poitier just died minutes oh, ago. Oh, I liked him. Yeah, you know, with love. I, he was a great, he was a great man. He was a great actor. Yeah. I mean, uh, Raising in the Sun to Sir with Love. I mean, he, he was, that really saddens me. Yeah, that does. We're losing some very talented uh, people. Uh, Betty White passed away and uh, there've been some athletes who were, who actually were taken in the prime. There was a, a, a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, young yeah. guy. He, he had, pitched maybe 15 years ago for the Boston Red Sox mm-hmm. and he died uh, from colon cancer. He was yeah. like, I think he was like 51 or something. I think his name was uh, Corsi. They were saying about Betty White that, uh, you know, there, there's controversy about how she died, but they say that uh, she went peacefully in her sleep, but apparently uh, she, uh, she said sweet. And then she called out Alan, you know, her lifelong love. He came to get her. You know, I want to go peacefully in my sleep and not like like my grandfather did, not like the uh, other 35 passengers on his bus. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, he just went to sleep. Yep. And everyone else, it was a scream. <laughs> oh, heavens. So they had theater in uh, Washington, D.C. yesterday. Oh, yes, the insurrection where Kamala called out the the right she compared Uh, she compared pearl harbor and 9-11 right there there's there's two uh days that had a total of like almost six thousand deaths and then she added january 6th which had one death and that was a a a woman ashley babbitt who was a protester look you know history writes itself how it's remembered and how it's told is up to us. And obviously, uh, you know, I think they created that bit of history with uh, the insurrection. An insurrection is one million people going in with guns and taking over the government, not peacefully yeah. walking in, but they they fabricated the stories. As a matter of fact, you know, they pretty much hit with the news instantaneously, like they knew it was going to happen. Mm. Now, how would that be unless it was fabricated? Look at the footage of January 6th, and there are a million people in Washington, and they're being peaceful for the most part. By the way, Bill, they never talk about this, but the protesters who were raising hell up at the Capitol, they started their, quote, insurrection while President Trump was still speaking. Oh, yeah. It It takes quite a bit of time, like 10 minutes or so, to walk from where... The rally was over to the Capitol steps. So how did that happen? Closer to a half an hour. Well, there you go. The people that were watching the president speak had to walk over to the Capitol. That was like a 25 minute walk. And the troublemakers were already causing trouble at the Capitol. Yet they blame it on Trump people. And then how about that guy? What's his name? Epps, who was, was inciting people to go into the Capitol the, d- the day before they have video of him, And most people believe he was a federal agent. Yeah. I think that they, the Democrats looked at this as an opportunity. You know, there, there are people that sit there and go, well, Trump's gotten bad advice all along. Well, there are woke people inside the Republican party 
and it's hard to know who's a good player and a bad player. So in that aspect, yeah, he is getting some bad advice because you're helping to, to give him the bad advice. Kamala's now calling out uh, a lot of senators and, and, and governors like DeSantis and, and everyone, all Republicans, you know, making them enemies of democracy and enemies of the state. And I'm like going, what exactly are you saying, Kamala? Because I did an interesting research uh, search. Sometimes I just type questions into Google as if I have a lot a of spare time on your hands. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I sometimes my mind's spinning. I can't always sleep right. You know, mm -hmm. I need a woman in my life. But anyway, I, I did this search. Where is America going? Mm hmm. And I thought this ought to be interesting. And I thought, you know, I'll get some kind of political thing. What I got were multiple page pages where every story back to back to back was civil war. No kidding. And no, if you go and do that right now, while we're talking to say, mm -hmm. where is America going? You're probably going to see it come up and see a lot of stories right there in front of your face that says civil war. Now, why would it do that unless everything out there in the AIs they're seeing shows civil war? All I can say is this, folks. Yesterday was a distraction. They're trying to get you to forget about the fact that we still have Americans trapped in Afghanistan to this day, nearly 150 days later, and we've still got Americans stuck in Afghanistan. They're trying to make you forget that we walked out and left $86 billion worth of equipment. Think about that for a second. $86 billion, the latest Black Hawk helicopters, the latest guns, the latest uh, radar and, and tracking devices. We left them Bagram Air Force Base. Well, now, if you listen to Joe, oh, well, we disabled them before, so they can never be used again. Although... When he was first running as to be a president, he was in a group town hall talking about Afghanistan, saying, oh, any withdrawal from Afghanistan, his words would take at least a minimum of a year, if not several years. And what about that hardware? We just can't leave it behind because they'll use it on us. Mm. Joe said that. And well, you he know, did it. And you know, Bill, he says that the, they disabled the equipment, yet you see video of the Taliban driving down the main street, and they're driving the equipment. You see them flying the helicopters. You know how you disable the equipment? You blow it up. We didn't do that. Uh, we took the keys. President, to, Trump, oh, really. President Trump said he would have sent over a couple of airplanes filled with pilots before they, you know, before they officially left. And, and he would have had those. Yeah, he would have had. If they have 500 uh, Black Hawk helicopters there, he would have had 500 pilots fly them over and fly those helicopters to a safe zone. Well, you know, to Democrats like Joe and, and the left, money's water. It means nothing to them. Well, we have plenty of it. We can just toss it. it away. We can run up the debt by several trillion dollars. We can sit there and have more debt than, uh, than we could ever pay off with the interest payments on it, which is where we're headed if we're not already there. Canada got there several years ago doing the same thing. Well, we'll just do this. And now 
their interest payments on their debt can never be paid off. Is that what we're doing? You see where the the employment growth, it, it missed expectations today. I think they expected that there would be 400 and some thousand people employed and they had like 199,000 this quarter. So everything that this administration does seems to turn to doo-doo. <laughs> well, you know, it's and I'm funny not talking you say about that the... because today it happens to be today is actually past gas day. So oh, you got the doo-doo. doo-doo to go with the gas. <laughs> if, if it's this bad after a year, Bill, right. what's it going to be like? In four years, do you think we'll make it? Do you think we'll make it as a country? The world is looking at us like <laughs> they have well, no one honest, driving the bus. I'll be honest. You know, right now they're saying all the midterms, Republicans are going to sweep. I don't know that. I mean, yes, everyone that I know, even, you know, there was a story too today that said even the left hate the left activist. Well, that may be true. I think it's 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 pretty obvious if you really look at the news and look at what's going on. Sometimes, you know, if it smells like a turd, it looks like a turd, you step in it and it feels like a turd, it's a damn turd. And that's what we got in the office. That's what we're giving sh- we're getting well, if, shoveled. If, if we were if we were if we were working at a radio station, the red phone would have just be been off right now. Um <laughs> They would I be was yanking us, but we're not in a radio station. I didn't say anything that's untrue. Yes, you did. Use- yes, you 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 would have been first on the phone when you were program director if your morning guy said that. Hey, you know the one thing I'll say. You know, when we do this thing, we are we are careful not to to, to jump over the fence. We will walk up to the fence, lean on the fence, look over the fence, but I don't think we do anything that you wouldn't let your kids hear because they're going to hear worse on TV. They're going to hear worse on the radio with the music that's played. You know, we don't use foul language. Well, at least I don't. Well, uh, mine gets edited out. Um, (laughs) You know, that that chick over there that censors everything, I'll blame it on a fictitious person. And I'm getting better at not, you know, because I'm, I'm around people that drop the bomb all the time. It's your friends. You blame it on blame it on your friends. Well, you, you see, know, I I have a woke Democrat in me, and when I do something wrong, it wasn't yes. me. It it's was it fault. was your friend exactly. <laughs> uh, you see, where they're they're blaming um, the Omicron surge for the delays for surgeries in hospitals, but let me tell you what's happened in in reality. What's that? Healthcare workers were mandated to get uh, the vaccine, and many of them refused to get it, and they lost their jobs. So what's happened is the hospitals are understaffed because of the Biden mandate on the vaccines, and so they have uh, less people to, to help you out. They're not overwhelmed. If they had the normal staff there, things would be fine. I was telling you, there's a new, uh, I think I gave you the wrong name for the strain, but there's a new COVID strain out that started in France and then last night I was reading, oh, it's here in the United States, too. And uh, this one uh, is, is going to be a doozy. I'm going, oh, great. This one is called the Fluorona. The Fluorona, like flu and Corona. That sounds like a the, cigar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you the tried the new Fluorona? In the room, <laughs> I could tell you were a man of distinction. But what they are you also smoking? Call it <laughs> Corona. I'm smoking a Fluorona. <laughs> really? 
Yes, but they call this one, uh, besides the Florona, they call it yes. the uh, IHU strain. But I, I guess there's more strains H. on the horizon. Yes. You know, I what think do you think is next? Well, I think just in time for the midterms, we're going to have the uh, GFY uh, strain. The GFY? <laughs> I can't G say it because then I... GFY. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I think you know. And I think I everybody think, else I, listening does too. I, yeah, they'll they'll be sitting there going, "Hey, I got a is funny that, one." Is this you. going back to what you were saying a few minutes ago about walking up to the fence and leaning well, over I leaned the fence over just a little bit? Yeah. I actually touched a pile of dirt, but I think it was dirt. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't dirt. <laughs> well, you know, it feels like, looks like, and smells like. Yes, don't taste it. Anyway, that's like that uh, old cheek and chung bit, you know. You remember that? Yes, of course. Uh, what was it, Gorbachev, where they were uh, the, on the uh, Siberian front? You know, uh, you'd have to get the old cheek. I'm not going to do it because it's got dirty words in it. I know it by heart. <laughs> you'd be, it was, it was you'd be jumping the fence in school. You start I talking about trouble. their. You start talking about their bits. You'll be jumping over that fence. You were talking about. You'll be yeah, dancing you know, on the other side. I got in trouble for that in school because yeah, a bunch of us in Spanish sat there and we loved Gavorchek. So we sat there and we, we said we had to recite something in Spanish. So I, I recited that in uh -oh. Spanish. <laughs> Did you, uh, no, you were probably too young. We actually played Sister Mary Elephant. Oh, yeah. On, on the radio station that I worked at what? all those years ago. What? Uh, Sister Mary <laughs> Elephant. Uh, we played some strange music. We played that. What was the other song by Chuck Berry? The Chuck oh, Berry. Oh, my dingling. Yes, my dingling. Thank you very much. We played that too. I, I never, I never could play that without blushing. <laughs> we'll yeah, well, it, yeah. We'll leave it at that. I, I wonder what came to mind when you were, you know, you, the little bell. Yeah, the ring, little ring. bell. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bell, all right. I think that was his biggest hit. I think that was his biggest hit song. With all the hit songs that Chuck Berry had, I think that was the biggest. So here's a funny one for you. Apparently in Japan, yes, we're we're going uh, overseas now. Yes, seventy-two percent of um, of Chinese men uh, they pee sitting down. I just <laughs> thought it was an interesting fact that you know two thirds of the men in in Japan. Yes. Uh, peace you, said, you said, you said, let's go to Japan. And then you talk about the Chinese. I said Chinese. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to do that line. <laughs> I, I guess the question I would ask is, is who, who put that survey together and why? Uh, I have no idea who put the survey together and why it's of significance. I don't know. I mean, Hey, look, you know, two in the morning, I get up. Uh, I'm lucky to be standing when I get there. So, yeah, I sit down, too. So maybe I'm Japanese, turning Japanese. Could be. I, I just thank goodness that I live now and not like 150 years ago when you would have had to have walked outside in, in this weather. Right now, where I'm at right now, it, it was 14 degrees when I was shoveling and plowing my driveway this morning, which is another story. And I'm glad that I didn't have to walk to an outhouse. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know how those people did it. I would have also thought that some of them would have gotten frozen to the, uh, to the seats. 
<laughs> yeah. Have you well, seen you Dad know, I, recently? I think, I think I would do a hover thing, you know. Um, Have you seen uh, Dad? <laughs> Last time I saw him, he went out to the outhouse. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Could somebody help pry me loose from this thing? <laughs> so an interesting poll out now says that uh, violence in uh, American politics is justified. People think that, you know, we disagree. We can't, we can't, uh, we can't come to uh, a compromise. So violence is the well, way to go. I think that if you look at the violence we've seen recently, the left would try to convince you that January 6th was, was violent. And the only violence on January 6th, really, real violence, was the violence that the police officer using right. the weapon to kill Ashley Babbitt. I don't remember hearing about other people getting seriously injured. Now, they talk about other policemen who died. Well, I guess uh, Officer Sicknick died the next day from a stroke. Oh, they'll blame it on because of the, the mental thing with it, uh, you know. Officer Sicknick was a Trump supporter. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. But they'll twist the story, which is what they're doing. And my point is, it's time for people that are fed up with the lies because they say, well, the big lie. Well, the, the lie, there is a big lie out there. It just depends on from whom's perspective. Um if you sit there and believe a person that couldn't draw a crowd, uh, you know, uh, and you went to the polls and voted and you're going, wait a minute, I didn't see any of those voters when I was voting, but yet, well, it was the fairest election ever, you know, and, and I have statistics on the postal service and how that works. And they continue to try to say that it's, it's a fait accompli, as they would say. Well, what we need deal. to start doing is is do what they're doing, but don't do it in a mean way. Put the story out there in very short bites of what is true, and maybe do. But this goes to the meat rise. But this goes to the uh, the media. The media, for the most part, is controlled by the left. They're not going to do stories about uh, the crooked election they're going to make say that it's done and that uh, we're being sore losers or, or the right are being sore losers but well, that being said say, bill i should point out that trump is launching truth social on president's day did you see that the uh, no, his i knew he was launching it so it's president's day what is that president's date? day i'll tell you in a second please stand by as he searches his, by. Uh, yes i think it is i have uh, another date for you too uh, it is uh, President's Day is uh, the 21st, so he's going to launch it on the 21st of February. Yeah, well, you know what happened on the 20th of uh, January last year at 12 noon? Biden uh, was yeah. sworn in, so I think on the one-year anniversary of his presidency, yes, 12 noon Eastern time, everybody should go stand outside and swear and say, <laughs> thank you, Brandon, or let's go, Brandon. He yeah, let's go, yeah. let's go Brandon. <laughs> You know, I didn't say nice. swear. I said, let's go, Brandon. It would be That's funny. True. It would be funny if people did that or did the hashtag, let's go, Brandon, to commemorate his one-year presidency. <laughs> We're not big enough to start start something like that. But you know what? You, you never know. I think people it's appropriate that uh, he's launching his social media platform on President's Day. I think he's trying to make a point. Yeah, he is. And, you know, I do think the Democrats are worried. Even Joe in his historic speech, it was the best 
speech of his presidency, as the news said. And he never mentioned Trump's name, but he referred to him 16 times. And every time, <laughs> he did. yeah, I'm like going, well, you know, if I were the president legit or illegit, I'm not even going to refer to that guy, you right. know, that was the former president. I'm just going to move on and talk about the great things we're going to do. But the last time he talked about the things he was going to do in the coming year, he didn't do one damn thing. Not a one of them. Can you think, by the way, of one major plus or accomplishment that uh, President Biden has done over the course of the last year? One thing. Well, he did fall down the steps of Air Force One. No, he get fell up. up the steps oh, three he times. He you fell know how up. hard it is to fall up <laughs> steps? That's true. I mean, I mean, only a drunk or a, or a person with dementia could do something like that. <laughs> I'm not saying I he mean, was either. President Ford, when he fell down the, uh, the stairs, it was one step and he fell down. It was a good fall, but uh, he fell down. President Biden, he enthusiastically fell up. By the way, if you watch the video, he fell and he popped up and he fell again. and He popped up. Well, yeah, and he was going again. for uh, two encores on that fall, so he did it. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're praising Dick Cheney and uh, Liz Cheney uh, in their appearances, which I, you know, could really give two of those. Yeah. What's amazing is they hated Dick Cheney when he was the vice president. The same people who were applauding him now mm -hmm. were criticizing him when he was vice president. The exact same people. Show me your friends and I'll tell you what you are, right? Yeah. I understand that Dick Cheney is getting together with uh, Alec Baldwin. They're uh, teaming up for a uh, gun safety course. <laughs> you know, Ted Nugent did make a good point, though, about Alec Baldwin, you know, and, and shooting. And uh, Ted Nugent sat there and said, I'm going to withhold judgment. He goes, but, you know, when you aim a gun at somebody oh. and it goes off and you kill them, that's negligence. And Right. It's manslaughter at the very yeah. least. One of the first things you learn is you never point it at anybody. And nothing is more dangerous than an unloaded gun. You know, I grew up in California, and if you wanted to go hunting or you wanted to get a gun back in the days when it was easy, mm -hmm. but even so, it was still a liberal state. We had to take a gun safety course. And you got a little card that said that you knew how to handle a gun. Mm -hmm. And I have no problem with gun safety courses. I think it's a good thing because you learn the basics and you learn, you know, how to respect the gun because it, it doesn't make mistakes. You do. When I said about the, uh, the most dangerous gun is an unloaded gun is because most times people think that, oh, it's unloaded. I took the clip out, mm -hmm. but, but they forget that there's usually a round in the chamber. So you still have one bullet left, even in with the, with the clip out of a, out of a gun. Right. And uh, I think about uh, Terry Kapp, who was with Chicago. He was one of the lead singers. Like oh, he, yeah. He was a phenomenal guy. And he was, he was, he liked guns. Around. And he was messing around with a gun. And he, he said to one of his friends, look at this. He held the gun to his head. He, he had taken the clip out and he thought it was empty and he killed himself. Yeah. There was and, one left. In the chamber. When you have a gun in your hand, you never should have your finger on the trigger unless you're going to oh, use it. Even if you got the safety on or you think you have the safety on, you know, it's that one little, little 
uh, who'd have thought, you know, right. who'd have thunk it? Well, yep. you know what? When the bullet exits the gun, apparently you didn't think it. And uh, now someone's paying the price of uh, your negligence. Yes. Uh, apparently, uh, this is the day that uh, marks the, uh, the, the separation between the new year and uh, the resolutions you made to where, well, 80% of us by now have given up our New Year's resolution. So, um, diet, Twitter's day. Diet, what diet? Yeah. <laughs> I think know, yesterday, didn't, wasn't yesterday the Eastern Orthodox Christmas? I believe it, been, was, yeah. it was. Yeah. So, a Merry Christmas to our friends who are celebrating Christmas. That's kind of neat, though. That everyone else is finished. All the gifts are put away. The trees are down. And they're just getting into their Christmas. Yeah, we just kind of blanketed uh, December 25th. We uh, American institutionalized it, I guess. I, I don't know how it became set on that day, but it's really not the real Christmas. I think in many ways we've ruined Christmas because oh, yeah, it's commercialized. It is, advertisers are afraid to say Merry Christmas on the commercial. It's Happy Holiday. It's Happy Honda Day. It's Happy. They'll do anything. They'll dance around. They're afraid to put Santa Claus in the spots now. They'll show snow. They won't play traditional Christmas carols in their commercials like they used to when I was a kid. No, that started actually a long time ago. I, I remember back in the 80s when they, uh, I was a little kid then, of course, um, but they started this sparkle season thing. You remember that? Mm. And everybody's a sparkle season. What's that? <laughs> well, that's a uh, sparkle season. And that went over like a, a pregnant pole vaulter, as they would say, uh, mm -hmm. with most people. Yeah, sparkle. They had a sparkle tree in Pittsburgh for a year or two, and well, somebody said they had one in Pittsburgh. Nope. Yeah, and somebody said no, no, no. That, that's going a little too far. This is Christmas, and we'll keep it Christmas. Yeah, uh, you know what? You can say a lot of things about Pittsburgh. It's a great city, and uh, I, I see a lot of traditional values in that city. Think of how it is in New York right now. They've just they just got a. Uh, District attorney, did you hear about this? They voted in a district attorney who is not going to prosecute. If you use a gun to hold up a store, but you don't fire it, you, they won't hold you. How would you like to be a convenience store clerk? It, it's, it's open season right now. If this guy's not going to prosecute people who use guns in a crime, what's to stop them? You know, the amazing thing is most retail places, managers will tell you, you're not allowed to engage anybody that comes in to rob you. However, the turnaround of that is if you're the one on shift that gets robbed, you know, you've got a lot of questions to answer and you might not have a job the next morning. And if you engage and let's say that you apprehend the person, you lost your job again. So well, uh, let me the ask good you, guy can't win. A guy walks in with a gun to your store. You're supposed to be polite and do everything he asks. Well, hopefully there's a video camera up above or somewhere that captures everything. And uh, personally, if I'm manage, managing the store, it's my money, but there is insurance. And I would hope that, you know, that uh, logic would weigh on my side. If I'm a clerk, I'd be sitting there going, you know, my, my life is more valuable than anything in that drawer. Uh, if they ask for it, you know, I'm going to give it to him. Because Whatever happened to the days when the uh, store clerks had a 38 under the cash register? <laughs> Some guy walks in or a shotgun. Oh, I used he to carry in my boot. I used to carry a gun in my boot. Now, you know, the, the, 
20 years ago to admit that. Oh, yeah, hey, cool. Today to admit that or go, oh, you know, I have a concealed carry. Well, right, you have a gun on you because you're going to have to take that out of the building right now. Oh, and, we've we've danced in circles today, my friend, and we've had fun. And yes. I hope that uh, hope that the audience uh, enjoyed it as much as we did and that they'll join us again next time because there will be a next time. There's right always now, a next time. But right now we got to pause for the cause, as they would say. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave you with one thought. I'm All right. Leave, leave me with me one with, thought. All right. I'll a, just a positive note. Apparently yeah. they were doing research in Israel. And uh, in that research, they, they taught a goldfish to drive. How drive they did what? it, I don't know. But, you know, you Uber drivers, you better watch out. Your days are Wait numbered. Yeah. There's something very fishy about that story. <laughs> how, do really you teach, how do you teach a fish? Would you feel comfortable knowing you're, that you're, your car is being driven by a goldfish? <laughs> well, I don't know. Have you seen some of the drivers lately? We'll talk again soon. Take care, Bill. Hey, you have a great one. I'm out of here.